Jacubed's Story of Trust, Courage, and Faith Introduction Jacubed's story is one of trust, courage, and faith. Here's a woman who was able to trust God with her own child during a time where life and death hung in the balance. When you take a closer look at her story, it challenges you deeply. Can you trust God with those things that you hold close to your heart? Can you let go completely? The name Jockeybed means glory of Jehovah. Jockeybed and Amran were both from the tribe of Levi and together had three children. Miriam and Aaron were the oldest. I find it interesting to note that both Moses' parents were from the tribe of Levi, which would later become the tribe that would be called to minister in the presence of God as priests. What an honor. Moses was born during the time when Pharaoh had sent out a decree for all male Hebrew babies to be killed immediately after birth. This decree had been passed out of fear that the Israelites would be overpopulate the Egyptian nation. Fortunately, the Hebrew midwives did all they could to preserve the lives of the Hebrew baby boys. While this was happening around her, Jockeybed gave birth to Moses, and when she saw that he was a goodly child, she knew that his life had to be saved. At that time, a goodly child meant a child was both beautiful to look at and held divine favor. Knowing the promises God had given to her forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jacobed understood that some significant calling and purpose was on Moses' life. Her heart resonated with intent and conviction. Could this be the deliverer the Israelites so desperately needed? Thus, Jacobed hid her son for three months while she nursed and cherished him. Yet she knew that he couldn't stay with her for much longer. So she wove a basket from papyrus and sealed it with pitch and tar in order for it to float on the water. Jockeybed placed her baby into the basket and set it carefully into the reeds of the Nile River. Miriam was asked to watch over the baby. Pharaoh's daughter and maidservants were on the riverbanks when they heard the baby cry. The moment Pharaoh's daughter saw Moses, she had compassion for him, knowing he was a Hebrew baby. So she told Miriam to go and fetch a Hebrew mother to nurse the baby. Miriam immediately went to Jacubed, who was then given back her baby to nurse and wean. 
plus she would get paid for nursing the baby. After he was weaned, Moses would join Pharaoh's daughter in the royal palace and live with her. And the story begins. Act 1. The Trial of Her Faith By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Now that's a powerful statement. A couple has a child, a king's edict threatens them or the child, but they are not afraid. They look at this beautiful baby and decides to hide him to protect him. What an amazing story that is about to unfold here. But who are they? In Exodus chapter 1, we pick up with the nation of Israel being in Egypt. Israel and Joseph have died along with all of his brothers in their generation. The nation has multiplied greatly and become mighty in the land of Goshen. A new king is now over Egypt who knows nothing of Joseph. He sees this nation of foreigners living in his country as a threat. The cities of Python and Ramses were built as a result of his plans to keep the people under control. Another measure that was taken by the king was to instruct the Hebrew midwives. He spoke with Shifra and Pua, the two midwives, and said, When you are helping the Hebrew women to give birth, if it is a son, then you shall put him to death. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. We are told that these good women feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt had commanded, but let the boys live. God was good to the midwives and Israel multiplied. Pharaoh goes a step further and tells the people directly that every son who is born you are to cast into the Nile. And every daughter you are to keep alive. These were the circumstances for the setting of the story. Act 2. The Exercise of Her Faith Exodus 2.1 says, Now a man from the house of Levi went and married a daughter of Levi. In Numbers 26 verses 58 through 59, we see families of Levi being numbered. Verse 59, the name of Amram's wife was Jochebed, the daughter of Levi, who was born to Levi in Egypt, and she bore to Amram, Aaron, and Moses, and their sister Miriam. We know from Exodus 7 that Aaron was three years old at the time of Moses' birth. Miriam was old enough to keep watch and to deal with Pharaoh's daughter. Their birth order was Miriam, Aaron, and then Moses. The meaning of names can shed light on the people we're learning about. Amram means exalted people. 
Jochebed means Jehovah is glory. Miriam means rebellion. Aaron means light bringer. As he will be the first high priest and responsible for guiding the people to God's word. Moses has an Egyptian name, means drawn. This is directly tied to his rescue by Pharaoh's daughter. And an interesting fact, we are never told of a Hebrew name for Moses. In Exodus chapter 2 verse 2, we are told that she gives birth to a beautiful baby boy. She is able to hide him for three months. When this becomes impossible to continue, she prepares a basket that is covered with tar and pitch and to make it watertight. She put the baby into it and set the basket among the reeds on the bank of the Nile River. Miriam watches from a distance to see what is going to happen. Pharaoh's daughter makes her trek to the Nile to bathe. She sees the basket and tells her maid to bring it to her. Miriam approaches the princess and asks if she can go to get a nurse for the baby. Miriam goes and gets Jochebed. Pharaoh's daughter gives the baby to Jochebed and says she will pay to care for him until he is winged. Act 3. The Response to Her Faith Jochebed was able to raise her son through those early years. When he was old enough, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter. He was given an Egyptian name and instilled in the house of Pharaoh. Jochebed's faith in God gave her the strength to conceive another child despite the king's edict. Her faith held up as she hid her son in her house for three months. Her faith in God was with her while she built a vessel that would allow her to hide this child in the Nile River. Just think about that. The Nile River had crocodiles, rhinos, hippos as part of the wildlife. And to put your child into those conditions, even if you believed it would only be for a short time, should make your heart quiver. It is hard to tell just how much time goes on in between events, but it appears that Jochebed fully knew of Pharaoh's daughter's habits and planned accordingly. It says that Miriam stood at a distance to find out what would happen to him. Quite possibly, she was expecting the princess and was standing ready to tell her about Jochebed once the baby was found. It also appears a specific plan, rather than just a chance, happening occurred. Either way, Jochebed's faith was in full force. She was either hiding her baby in dangerous waters with a daughter standing watch, and the princess just happened by, or Jochebed arranged it all with the precise timing to give her son a chance to live. 
as we examine Jacobe's faith and the actions that showed her faith, a question about civil disobedience may be raised. According to Romans 13, 1 through 2, we are told to be in subjection to the governing authorities. Those governments exist because God allowed them to. He gave them the authority to punish the evildoer and hold up the righteous. Can we follow Jacobed in disobeying the laws of the land? The answer is yes, when the circumstances are like hers. We obey the government in anything that does not contradict what God would have us to do in a situation. Acts 5 verses 27 through 29 shows Peter and the apostles in a situation where they had been commanded to do one thing and they did another. Peter and the apostles said, we must obey God rather than men. Jockey bed did right. When faced with murdering your baby, which is required by law, or obeying God to not murder, you choose God. The midwives and jockey bed chose God. Also, Hebrews 11.23 says, his parents. Jochebed was not alone in her actions. This verse very simply shows the power of having a spouse by your side who is aligned with you and doing what is right. Ladies, choose wisely when you are looking for a spouse. Act 4, The Reward of Her Faith. We have now seen the trial of Jochebed's faith, the exercise of her faith, and the response to her faith. Genuine faith also has rewards. Not only was Moses spared, but his older sister Miriam, who was standing somewhere in sight, offered the Egyptian princess her services. And the princess told the little slave girl to go and get a nurse of the Hebrew woman. And when she returned back with her own mother, Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. Can you almost picture here Miriam running to her mother and telling her what had happened? I think we can see the overjoyed expression on her mother's face as she said it with great joy. I knew that God would provide. Jochebed's faith was rewarded by being reunited to her own child. In fact, the goodness and mercy of God were so great that the mother was even paid for nursing her own son. God's providence was seeing to it that Jochebed was being paid from royal funds to look after her own child. This is a clear example of how God gives, provides, and answers exceedingly and abundantly than we can even ask or think. That's how God rolls. That's how he does things. He does things in a great way. If we dare to trust him, as we journey through life, all of us, like the parents of Moses, will have our faith tried. The apostle Peter says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perished it, though it be tried with fire, 
might be found until praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. The proving of our faith is planned by God to bring praise and honor and glory to him in the day when Jesus Christ reveals himself at his second coming. The final note of this story is a call to perseverance in the faith, no matter how many obstacles have appeared along the way. Jesus says to us, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The End